the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. The word debt, what's mean to you? It's probably a negative thing, right? But if, what word... What would it mean if I were to say there's good debt and bad debt? This gets complicated because more and more so, I think some people feel that the stress of home ownership isn't for them. They'd rather be renters. And then you rent for a while and there's a stress of, wait, I don't own something. My landlord keeps raising the prices. So there's good debt and bad debt. Depends on how you want to apply it to your life. I'm fortunate in my opinion that I went to college at a time where Scholarships, grants, and funding on your own was more than doable. Maybe it took you five years to graduate. Maybe you were on the six-year plan. I don't know. But you get the idea. So there's good debt, bad debt. Good debt might be something that gets you further ahead in life. There's also debt that's bad that makes you feel good, like a vacation home. I know a lot of people who have second homes that they're spending $40,000, $50,000 a year in mortgage payments just so that they have a place called their own in a location that's hot and desirable. And that may not be financially smart, depending on a couple of other things you've done. If you've taken care of your 401k, your 403b, your 457, if you've funded your retirement, I think things like boats and second homes are okay, as long as they're fulfilling a need of happiness for you. So good debt versus bad debt. Credit card debt, I use, I use credit card, no doubt about it. I've got two right now for most of my travel and cash rewards. It's funny, I don't even use the travel points. I keep saving them up for something epic. What started off as like, oh, let's, let's do a weekend getaway. Let's go rekindle the relationship. Now it's kind of like, let's do something epic. Let's take over Europe. How many points you can build up, right? So there's good debt and bad debt. I don't ever carry a balance on credit cards because I can't afford it. I know you're saying, Rob, you look successful. You have an air of success. You can afford it. Eh, not for me. A couple things that might be inside your 401k that you should start being paying more attention to. There's something maybe called a money market. What's a money market? Is that like a place where you can get a Coca-Cola and the company pays you back or it's deducted from your paycheck or something? I know. A money market is your cash in retirement accounts, and it's typically pretty stable. You can get stock mutual funds. You can exchange traded funds. You can get bond funds. You can get value funds. You can get international funds, small cap, large cap, mid cap funds. And right there, I'm not trying to intimidate. It just, it got a little bit more complicated fast, right? I think your 401k is meant to be a, an accumulator of wealth for you. It does every two weeks automatically money comes out of your paycheck. For me, it's $1,000 until it hits $18,500 for the year. And then once that's in the clear, that's, you know, I can't max it out more. But 
start with that concept of maxing it out. Don't leave it in cash. If you have a situation where you don't know what to do, I think the, the target year funds are fine. Not great. Fine. I'm not going to intimidate you. Here's a filthy mistake you're making. I'm not going to be that guy. You want a slurpy pie, piece of cake for your cup of puddle. What? I'm not going to intimidate. I'm not going to scare you with, in your 401k. Go with a target fund. If you're 30 years old, that means you're going to retire in 30 years. Take a look at the calendar and add 30 years to it, 2050. And you could start there. Now, if you're aggressive, then say, maybe I want to retire in 2060 or 2070. Because as you get older, your fund becomes more safe. So when you start early, if you gave yourself more of a time horizon, it'll take on more risk. And these things aren't perfect. You own a little international. You own a little Japan. You own a little England. You own a little bit of Ukraine. You own a little bit of uh, oil. You own a little bit of small. You own a little bit of mid, a little bit of large, a little bit of growth, a little bit of value. It, it, it doesn't tie you into it to the point that you can't move. Fisher Investments, I think he's a lovely person, but back in the day, he used to buy 100 stocks for you. And they were 100 stocks, and you felt like, what am I going to do with 100 stocks? He's got a team watching it. So if he had a bad year and you fired him, you you had to go, what am I going to do with 100 stocks? So ETFs are fine. It's so funny because I keep notes for years and years and years and years. And sometimes I look back at my notes and I go, what was I thinking? A diversified model portfolio. Two of the companies that were once in it almost don't exist today. Tyco and General Electric. From 20 years ago, if we were sitting down in a Wayback Machine, which for the record, Mr. Peabody was kind of creepy in my opinion. I'm just saying. But even if you look at some of the names in the financials, Citigroup's still around, J.P. Morgan, American Express. Then you could start seeing like Lehman and Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley Dean Winter and Merrill Lynch and AIG and Fannie Mae. And you're like, I don't know if all those companies are still like they once were 20 years ago. You can look at retail stocks from the diversified portfolio 20 years ago. And it was names like Best Buy, Gap, CVS, Walmart, and Home Depot. Most of those are still there. Drug and medical, but notice Amazon wasn't there on the list, right? In media, you had Viacom and AOL to invest in 20 years ago. That would greatly offend Facebook and Google and Netflix today. Not to be included on that list. 20 years ago, you had medical device companies in a diversified portfolio like Merck, Pfizer, Medtronic, and Johnson & Johnson. They've done okay. But certainly you could say that there's been some change. How about for tech companies? Texas Instruments, not a company you hear a lot about in the news. Still okay. But then you start seeing some names on this list like Microsoft and Cisco and Intel. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Microsoft just did an all-time high. But then it starts getting weird. You see names like Nokia. Down, the mighty have fallen. Sun Microsystems, EMC, IBM. IBM used to be relevant. Now you just go, why would you own IBM when you can own Salesforce? It does, it does, you can't justify it. But then you get into some things like um, 20 years ago, your automobile companies were Ford and GM. Today, don't you have to kind of include Tesla? Or drop the cars altogether and go with trains? I think so. Your sin stocks from 20 years ago, your sin stocks today, Budweiser and Philip Morris. But Budweiser, the changing taste in the last 20 years. I haven't had a Budweiser or Bud Light, Coors Light in 20 years. I think there was one time I was washing my car and all there was in the garage was some old Coors Lights. And I popped them open and I washed my car with them. 
Because you certainly don't drink that piss water. Urine water, whatever. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Beer, beer, beer. Bring me beer. Actually, bring me toenails. I'm starting a toenail collection. Yeah. I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I know you're saying get ready. Rob's going to say the dirty word. The big dirty word. There's two of them in the world of investing in my world. There's the R word and the I word. Behave yourself. Inflation and recession. Now you would think those are not bad words, but those are words that scare investors. And they shouldn't. Recessions curb excesses. So recession gives a pause to refresh. Recessions give... Uh, a chance to say, okay, let's take a look at what we've accomplished and figure out how to water that going forward and how to prune back some of the dead leaves. Recessions are normal. They're healthy. They're common. I like them. Correction. Maybe that's another dirty word, a letter, right? We've got the, the I, the R, the C. Don't say the word. Don't say it. Don't say it. You can't. Oh, good. Oh, you just said correction. I thought you were going to say the other C word. No, I'm not going to say that one. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? But do you see how, like, Wall Street could have dirty words and we could all have dirty words? Uh, corrections are good for me. I know you're saying, Rob, you're acting crazy now. Corrections are great. Corrections are, you know, if you happen to buy Apple a couple years ago because you liked the product or you, you heard that it always goes higher and it, it's gone higher. You've done great, but now that it's corrected 10% from its highs, what do you do? Do you feel like it's going to continue? Do you feel like it's taking a pause? Do you feel like this is the, uh-oh, what if they don't have, no one's talking about the iPhone 11 yet. And isn't that coming up in September? <laughs> yeah. So I'm always looking for signs of recession. I'm always looking for signs of correction. I'm always looking for signs of inflation. Because those are the boogeymen. That's our Freddy Krueger, our Jason Voorhees, and our guy from the movie Saw, which I haven't seen enough, so I can't tell you his name. And I'm your Bozo the Clown, so fear the clown, people. So those are the three boogeymen, and I'm watching for signs of the boogeymen. You know, you don't want to go to sleep on these guys. What could cause a recession? Something tells me Donald Trump and a tariff war can It may not physically start a recession, but it can mentally start getting us to the point of, oh, yeah, I need to to be careful. So that's one of those things that on Wall Street we do do. We do use our imagination a lot. And what I mean by that is, you know, what could cause a correction? I'm looking for signs of it. What could cause a recession? I'm looking for signs of it. Uh, Higher interest rates could slow down an economy, which could eventually cause a recession, because a recession is just two quarters in a row of negative GDP growth. That sounds about right. That's not so bad when you put it that way, right? But when you start adding the recession leads to a correction, or inflation leads to a recession leads to a correction, like you're starting to put the elbow involved with the toe bone, the toe bone's connected to the ear bone. I know you're saying, 
what sort of person do you look like? Your toes connected to your ear? Yes. And I like that my ears licked. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So the economy is growing right now. So you can't say tariffs are a problem yet, but you do pay attention to it. We've got this incredibly stimulant, stimulating, stimulative tax cut, and we want to watch that data come out. And we want to see how it looks on a year-over-year basis. And then, oh, these tariffs, they could throw things into like a little bit of a tizzy because now you're looking at them through another filter. Instead of a tax cut where things were going to look better, you're looking at it through a filter where maybe things aren't great. You know, if President Trump ever gets impeached, Congress will write him a letter saying, we don't like what you did. That could cause the market to drop. But that's not causing the economy, the recession, right? That could cause the, the stock market to drop short term. And then the stock market's going to look and look at the recession or look at the economy and say, hey, economy. Do people get scared about that whole impeachment thing? And the economy will tell us the truth over time tells us, you know, jobs report, it tells us wages, inflation, consumer price index, uh, how much inflation there is, uh, wholesale inflation, productivity, are we getting more out of, more bang for our buck from, you know, going to work? So that's something. Those are the three dirty words, in my opinion, of kind of like the big picture. And notice how none of them are, to me, dirty words. They're actually opportunities. Now, when I'm in retirement, and I've got three years of cash like I'm supposed to have. You know, these seminars that me and CFP Chad Burton and myself do. Uh, when I'm in retirement and I've got my three years of cash on the sidelines and I've got my dividend stocks and my income payers and my, uh, you know, achievers, so to speak, as I like to call them, my companies with brand names. As I'm in retirement, do I want to hear things like, this is a record stock market correction or this is a record prolonged bear market? No. Because so far, I've been counting on history and not you know, something breaking out into history. Are you with me against me? Did you see the founder of Toys R Us died shortly after they announced uh, Toys R Us was going bankrupt? Does that make you feel sad? In other news, the founder of Toys R Us is being buried in Mattel's Barbie house. I know that's so sad. I'm with you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. It is funny. I'm just thinking about that whole European Union. My insight that it'll be a European <laughs> uh, country that takes down Facebook or Amazon or Apple or Google or Netflix. It won't be an American government that takes them down. Does that tell you something like how snarky I am or how sarcastic uh, so we pay attention to FedEx, FedEx and UPS. You know how I was saying recession is an R word. It's one of those bad words out there. We pay attention to the FedExes and UPSs and Amazons because they're telling us, are people spending money? Is business getting done? Are people sending boxes around the country? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So they did a big CD launch tour last year where they went to all the small venues and big towns. This year they're doing a big festival tour. Hitting their stride. 
What's the lifetime of a musician? Can you make enough money doing it? Could a band like Hyam with three sisters playing together, can they create enough money and enough wealth to last forever? It's going to be tough. Come, a band like Bon Jovi could do it. But not all bands are Bon Jovi. So one of the things I like to do is just say, like, you have to have a plan, right? Whether you're a cool rock band or a cool individual, you got to set priorities. That's the first and hardest thing to do. Kids, college, house, retirement, spouse. You put a dollar number next to those. Kid, 250000 17, college, 250000 House, you should know your housing market. But just because you buy a $500,000 house doesn't mean it doesn't really cost $700,000 of your cash. You want to make a budget. You want to keep your spending under control so you get the most out of every dollar. I think a, a website like mint.com does pretty good for people. Not forever, but if you've never done a budget, start with a budget. See where you're standing. As Mr. Elton John once said, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a little too round. I don't mind that he got heavy. He just kind of like got, he became circular. I'm surprised at how many people don't bank or how many people don't have a brokerage account. The basics of investing. Um, inflation's the boogeyman, and investing helps you beat inflation. You put your dollar with Coca-Cola, and they're going to share their profits with you, and they're going to try to share their growth with you. And Coca-Cola makes soda water, and that's not growing, but it was for a while in, in countries. So they start doing water, and they start doing orange juice, and they start doing sports drinks. You know, Pepsi owns Gatorade. I'm not sure why in the heck Coke is sitting on the sidelines when there's a company called Body Armor that seems to be taking the game to the next level in sports drinks, which is a big business. But you get the idea. You invest in the, you get to own part of the profits. So you're looking for companies that are growing faster than the economy, companies that are growing faster revenue or faster earnings or faster something. Or if you don't need that growth, you can go with safety and get income out of the companies. So you get a 4 or 5% dividend yield. That's pretty attractive. Historically, every year you get 10% from the stock, 6% from bonds, 5% from real estate. Short-term stocks are the most volatile. But that's okay. Volatility is good. I have a, a link in my head that the crazier the person, the more passionate the spouse. Investing in a 401k, 403b, 457 is probably the only thing you need to do. That's my little secret to you. Could you do other things? Yes. Get the proper life insurance, health insurance? Yes. But the best thing to do is take advantage of that 401k, 403b, 457, or you're going to have to do an IRA, and that takes a little more work on your end, and I don't want to create work for you. I'd prefer you go after exchange trend funds, index funds, or mutual funds before you go after stocks, individual stocks. exchange traded funds, index funds have the lowest cost and get you broad exposure, and they're really cheap to buy. Sometimes like fifty cents on a hundred dollars, so you get ninety nine dollars and fifty cents of stock that's diversified. If you go after individual stock, you could you could hit a home run, you could strike out. That's the fear that I have for you. So you could just play the horse race by being by buying some small cap, mid cap, large cap exchange trade funds or index funds, some international and some income. You could accumulate those every single paycheck. And if you want to go out and roller uh, rollerblade this weekend, that's fine. If you want a hula hoop, that's great. I'm good with it all. But buying roughly six equity classes, you're getting proper diversification. Again, uh, small cap, mid cap, large cap, 
maybe a real estate investment trust fund that is publicly regulated. Private REITs are not regulated. So private money, not regulated. Hard money, not regulated. Publicly traded stocks are regulated, and publicly traded real estate investment trusts are, are regulated. I have no problem with you buying an individual stock once you have 100000 invested in index funds. I want you to own a Nike or a McDonald's. You know, McDonald's is, quite honestly, the same company that it was 40 years ago, right? I think their burgers are the same thing. Through the years, they'll evolve, and they'll come up with fresh burgers and bigger burgers and bigger burgers with sriracha sauce because people want something more than ketchup. Ketchup's sugar tomato sauce, right? Ronald Reagan once had the gall to tell the country that Heinz ketchup was a vegetable and that was good enough for school lunches. That's audacity. You thought Trump was crazy. We put a president in the White House from California who was an actor. If that's not wagging the tail, right? I'll be back. And we had Schwarzenegger as our governor. California's kooky. So another way to get successful financially is to buy a home. Owning your home is part of the American dream. But if you're not prepared, it could be part of the American nightmare. Rob Zombie, I am an American nightmare. Owning a home is a liability. A lot of people see it as an investment. I was sitting at lunch with a guy yesterday who's just, he's all over himself proud because he's made a lot of money in real estate. And I'm like, you took a lot of risk. I see more people go bankrupt in real estate than in stocks. So control your debt. Consider when you buy a home, it's a debt. Try to buy a nice home next to nice jobs because people are going to want to buy it. And if you buy a home next to nice jobs and that company moves, it's going to be a tougher time to sell. So right now, if you're in Cupertino, you are spitting distance to, to Apple, Facebook, Google. If one of those companies were to be shut down by the European Union or the Justice Department, that would hurt housing costs. Or it could hurt housing costs. Because the same thing that made it rise in demand could pull off demand. Um, start sooner than later when you have a kid to save for their for, uh, the college. So it won't hurt as much. The reason college costs hurt so much is because people wait till their 17, 18-year-old child goes to college and they're like, what? It's $50,000 a year? Oh, I make 100 That's half my salary. But if you were putting in you know, $2,000, $3,000 a year, it wouldn't be such a big sting over 5, 10 years, right? I prefer you buy a used car. Cars that are two years old, they're like new. As CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial, would say, it's like new, it's new to you. I'm like, but it's not now. But it's new to you. But it's not now. So you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. He's got all sorts of cool things you can download, including retirement expense calculators. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. He and I do seminars all over the Bay Area. And you can sign up for them using the code RADIO25 if you've never been. If you've been to 10 of them, don't come. No. Quick note on insurance. If I were to have 20 memes or 20 statements that define me, I think it's important that you do. I, For instance, I value tenacity and rigor more than I value you know, a pretty smile. So for me, tenacity and rigor are very important. But for me, another thing that I value is ensure what you can't afford to lose. So if you just bought a second home and there's nothing in it, 
you don't need to have max protection on it, right? If you're 20 years old, you probably don't need health insurance. You can get away with not having it. I did. You probably did. But it's not a good idea because the night I busted my, my knee open while jogging at 10 o'clock at night, not drunk, not high, just in the dark, you and me, we should be jogging in the dark. Um, boy, that song, Dancing in the Dark, was about his mother and how she started losing her mind how much she loved dancing as a child, as a young woman. Say what? It's not about Courtney Cox getting up on stage and shaking her thing with uh, the Bruce, the boss, the man. So insure what you can't afford to lose. You know, um, I insure notebooks because they can drop. So I, I, I don't buy extended warranties on a regular basis. If you go into Best Buy today and you get like an Apple TV, they're like, do you want an extended warranty? You're like, no, no, no. These things tend not to break. And if they do, it's in the first year. And if you buy it with an American Express, you automatically get a second year. And in two years from now, the technology is going to be smaller, cheaper, faster. So, you could, so, so don't throw your money away on things you can't, you could afford to lose. Throw your money away, uh, you know, insure things that you can't afford to lose. Whether it's your health care or your car. You can get less insurance on your car as it gets older and beat up. You don't have to have full max coverage. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me on at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Thanks for listening to the show. Life can change pretty fast. And it's one of the things that I want to throw out there on a pretty regular basis. You get insurance to insure things you can't afford to lose, and the fastest thing that you can afford that you can't afford to lose is your health and and or your life, right? Now, most of us will conventionally say that it's okay to lose our life because we're now taking a dirt nap, so to speak. But what happens if you have kids that need your income or a spouse that needs your income? It's not so good to kick kick the dirt and take a dirt nap for six feet under for quite yet, but. I've seen some crazy stuff in my life, and I can tell you, I've seen it both in personal life and in um, business life. I've seen people who aren't ready for retirement in any way, shape, or form, and that's kind of scary. I've seen three people get hit by cars in my life, and basically two of them killed on the spot. One of them maimed for life is my gas, although I don't really know, but... uh, Life can change pretty darn fast. Love the one you're with and, you know, make sure you ensure what you can't afford to lose. If you need to go to work for the next, you know, 40 years, age 20 to 60, you need to do everything you can to protect your ability to earn income. And there's two ways to do that. Disability insurance if you get disabled and can't get out of bed. Or life insurance in case you get hit by a car and die or you have a aneurysm or something happens, right? So that's all going on out there, right? So my my goal on this is to show you that we've all seen crazy stuff and go talk to a fireman. They've been on the scenes of accidents that are horrific. And that may not be your thing to talk to firemen, but let me tell you, if you ever want a perspective that things can go bad, they probably have it. (coughs) They probably have a couple of them. Where they're seeing, you know, someone totally innocent, their life changed financially forever and forevermore. 
So that's out there. And again, I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer or anything like that. What I am trying to do is say, you know, prepare. You want to have enough money to last you from age 60 to 100, so you invest. Investing is the best chance that you have to get to that. Because investing historically has given you 75 to 10% returns. Bonds, ever since 9-11, our government has been in this... Let's change the, the, the way people save. Because the stock market instantly dove and confidence in the U.S. economy crashed after 9-11, our Federal Reserve started marching interest rates lower to keep people financially rewarded for taking chances with very little risk. So that helped propped up an economy, and we kind of got addicted to it, and other countries started doing it when their economy started to slow down. I never thought in my whole entire life that we would enter an age of super low interest rates, and we did. I'm not saying that we'll never see that again, but I can't imagine it, but it could happen. With that said, there is kind of a new normal that errs on the side of caution, and our government's done a better and better job of managing recessions. But yet, at the same time, it does feel to me that there's the haves and the have-nots. And let me assure you, as a person who I would consider myself lucky, blessed, I'm have, and yet I know people who earn eighty to one hundred twenty thousand a year in California and will never own a home. They can rent, and that's probably better money than they could earn in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But they can't save. So, and then I know people who can save, and then at the last second they get kind of stupid. I mean, instead of buying a two hundred dollars speaker, they buy a six hundred dollars speaker, and that happens too. As an investor, I, I love the growth. I love the opportunities. I'm not for putting you at risk. I want to minimize as much risk as possible. So I try to eliminate talking about gold and talking about bonds and talking about Bitcoin. The United States government's investigating Bitcoin now to see if it's price manipulated. For anyone who owns Bitcoin, you darn well better hope that they come back and say no. And one of the most bizarrest twists that I've ever seen in my career I've seen this week our federal government go from we're going to work with the world to set up a trade union to we're going to isolate ourselves even more than I told you we were going to isolate ourselves. So the headlines are, are, are crazy. And I, I think you've got to learn how to cut down that noise. And I think one of the things you need to do is on occasion turn it off. Airbnb is a big story right now. And Airbnb is a classic, I'm not going to say cautionary tale because it's not cautionary yet. But what we've all learned is that, you know, I know people in the past who've rented out their San Francisco apartments when they just go out of town to renting out their, you know, apartments more long term when they're working. You know, I've given the example of the firefighter who's done that before, but I know other people who like to to make a little side cash, a little side hustle, right? And now we're learning like um, South Beach, Miami and Airbnb kind of, you know, bump into each other. And like, what I do I want to invest in Airbnb when they come public? I kind of do, because I love the idea. I love the idea that millennials are kind of, you know, uh, turning their nose to hotels. But at the same time, we're starting to see some cities like Miami Beach, Los Angeles, Santa Barbara really aggressively f- fight back. Because a lot of, Air- not a lot, but some Airbnb properties have been known for party houses. And uh, residents don't like that. And residents pay taxes. And and they kind of want the neighborhood that I moved into to be the neighborhood that I moved into. 
So sometimes the story looks great and you want to invest in it, but be cautious because sometimes cities will get involved or governments will get involved or competition will get involved. There's risks that you always have to know. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.